Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to the special edition of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel, and this is the domestic edition with a focus on Utah. Um, this is the website, the blog, and the podcast that you go to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where you go in order to discuss them as a community. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me on a variety of different social media platforms, including, of course, my website at theprofessortravel.com. I'm available on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok at The Professor Travel. You can find me on Instagram if you're an Instagrammer at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitter -er -er -er, then you can find me there at The Professor TR1. And then if you're a blogger, you can find me there at blogspot at uh, theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I have the pleasure of reintroducing you, the students, to one of my favorite visiting professors, Marissa Paul Federico. Hello, Marissa. How are you? Good morning. I'm I'm better. I I you know have a little bit of coffee. So I'm good. there you go. We're we're in the same ship, you and I. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> now you and I have recorded several of these podcasts and vlogs together. Uh, but for the benefit of those who may have missed one or two, um, can you talk to us a little bit about your credentials and maybe some places that you've traveled? You bet. Uh, credentials. Well, I, I'm a I'm a photographer and a professor, <laughs> uh, a college professor, and I teach international business, business law. Um, I got into a lot of that because I spent 35 years, or actually 30 years. <laughs> let, let's not add. <laughs> I spent 30 years uh, in the travel industry in one way or another. So I've traveled all over the world. I'm an avid traveler. Uh, being confined during COVID is really something that has me on edge. Yeah. Um, I feel I, your I, pain, I, by the way. <laughs> I, I travel voraciously, um, about probably internationally about three times a year, and I have not been able to go anywhere since last year. I've been all over the world, though. Africa, Asia, um, Southern Asia, uh, d down to the Antarctic, I, although that's that was supposed to be my next trip. So that that's on hold down in within the Antarctic uh, peninsula. But I, um, I I've just traveled all over the world and I love it. Love traveling. Excellent. Um, on a side note, since you brought it up, um, yeah, I mean, like yourself, I'm an avid traveler. This is really, from a psychological point of view, it's been really hard for me this year because I've had to cancel a couple of cruises. Um, but at least like with your frequent flyer miles, I think they're carrying stuff over to the next year. They're extending. Like, they are. The they are. Excuse me. They're, they're, they've carried over my status um, um, uh, because I have status on the airlines. They've carried over my status. Uh, of course, I don't lose any frequent flyer points. Um, they're trying to give bonuses, you know, whenever they can. And um, you know, and my companion tickets. They, they've extended my companion tickets as well that I get with my credit card. So, which I recommend to everybody to get, a, you know, get a, a credit card with points on an airline uh, that you fly because it's it's invaluable. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I, they're, they're, they're handling that very well. Um, I flew, I have flown, I flew to Utah um, uh, to after, you know, a, a family matter. And um, there was no problem. Uh, Alaska and I went on Alaska who I travel with and they, they handled everything beautifully. It, it, everybody wore masks. They spaced people out. Um, I normally get upgraded to first. They didn't because there wouldn't have been enough spacing. Okay. which was cool with me. Um, so yeah, they're, they're really doing things the right way and, and I had no problem. Okay, cool. Now, as I made mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking about Utah in this, in this specific vlog and podcast and you lived there for a few years, correct? I did. I lived there for three years. Um, I initially went there because I, I guess I had a midlife crisis and I, I rented out my house in California and I, I was single uh, and uh, for the first time in 18 years. And, you know, I decided, ah, you know, let, I'm going to go visit my dad. My dad and his wife were living in Utah. Um, they had moved there. And I ended up meeting somebody. And, uh, you know, that I had li- so I lived in Utah for three years and nice. uh, actually got married. And congrats, uh, by the way. Thank you. And uh, yeah, six years, six years later, I'm, I'm in Oregon. So, <laughs> but so, I, I did live there, there for three years and it was, it was very nice. So you had an opportunity to not only visit, you had an opportunity to live there. You, you were immersed in the culture for a little while. So talk to me about what you know about the history of Utah. Well, the history of Utah is really interesting. I mean, as most people know, that it, it got its start from the the Mormons coming across, uh, you know, leaving Missouri, leaving New York, leaving you know what what they felt was trouble. I mean, you know, they were being harassed basically, and they they ended up in Salt Lake City. <clears throat> excuse me, where Brigham Young stated, this is the place. That's that's their saying. And, you know, it, it, it settled. It settled really as a Mormon enclave. Um, it, it gained statehood in 1896. And one of the conditions of statehood was that they uh, give up the practice of polygamy mm-hmm. uh, as a condition. So they did. Um <clears throat> Excuse me. It's still in uh, in their uh, Book of Mormon as something that they should be doing, uh, but in order to gain statehood, they uh, put that aside. So they do not pa- practice polygamy. Um, yes, there are some cults, some sects of um, offshoots that practice polygamy, but those aren't those are frowned upon by the general LDS uh, Latter Day Saint uh, Church. And for clarification for my students who aren't really familiar with LDS or the Mormon church, um, Brigham Young was not the founder, but he was one of the yeah. prophets. He was one of the first prophets of, uh, after John Smith, Joseph Smith, sorry. Founder. <clears throat> Excuse me. Joseph Smith was the founder and the first prophet and Brigham Young was, uh, after Joseph Smith was killed, uh, Brigham Young uh, took the helm. Okay. Cool. So that was pretty much where we were at. And then um, I know that uh, Utah got its uh, statehood in 1896. 1896. And then moving forward from there, um, what are some of the more recent history that we have that you're familiar with in terms of Utah? Sure. It, it's really an interesting modern history um, because it, it's, it started out as a you know very conservative uh, state, Mormon state, a religious state, and, and it very much still is. However, um, I started going there in 2001 to ski. 
and uh, incredible, incredible skiing. And um, then the Olympics were in 2002, which I, I spent the whole time there. And the Olympics really changed the thinking. You could see a complete change and a modernization as far as even Salt Lake City went. Um, you know, it, it used to be, you know, even, even during the Olympics, it, well, first of all, before that, you couldn't even go into the few bars that they were. They were called clubs. You had to be a member. Um, when the Olympics came, they, you know, decided, okay, well, you can go in, but you have to be sponsored by a member. And, and typically, you know, if you were a female, you were in. Um, but typically it was just a member that was in there that said, yeah, I'll sponsor them. Come on in. So it was, it was very lax. Now, of course, everything has changed and downtown Salt Lake, Salt Lake City has a, a vibrant nightlife with uh, bars and, and restaurants. But um, there's still there's still you know, there's still laws that like, you know, you can't order if you're in a bar, it's different. But if you're at a restaurant, you cannot order an alcoholic drink without ordering food. Mm. Um, you cannot order before 11 a.m. Mm. So there are still some holdovers that are they're really holding on tightly to. But but for the most part, I mean, in the recent history, they've really they've modernized a lot. And for those who are not familiar, I believe those are called blue laws or something to that extent. Um, I think they are. I'm not positive on that, but um, they're very restrictive. Yeah. But, but downtown Salt Lake City, it's it's really ch- and it's even changed since I left five years ago. When I when I went back uh, a couple of times, I was I was in shock. I mean, people, you know, ten, eleven o'clock at night, twelve o'clock at night, it was just vibrant and and people, you know, having a good time, which was. Nice to see. Excellent. Well, we're going to get in talking about the population in just a few minutes, but your expertise and your photography is, I know you do a lot of cultural photography, but you also do a lot of landscape as well. You have amazing landscape photography. And I think Utah is probably one of those places that you can get such a really interesting variety. I mean, I know a a good deal of it is desert, um, Mm -hmm. but it's like not every desert is built the same. Like the arch, for example, that's pictured here is one of the really interesting ones. That's incredible. Uh, that, that's just really interesting. You get sandstone and, and the wind that blows through it and creates creates that. And then you have the snowy mountains and the and the and the and the wooded areas. Talk to me a little bit about the general geography of the area and what really struck you about it. Well. The first thing that strikes you is uh, the Wasatch Mountains, which all the population of Utah, and I think we're going to talk about that, really lines up with the Wasatch Mountains. But that's the draw. Um, the snow in Utah is absolutely incredible. It, it, it's it's pure powder. Um, back in the day when I was skiing, I, I don't anymore because uh, – knees but <laughs> and and age but but um oh, it's it, 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 when they say it's the best snow on earth i'm not going to argue um it's it's all pure powder and and that's why a lot of people go there and it was a natural choice for the 2002 olympics as well so that that is the mountains are incredible and uh, and and the skiing and the snow that that's their main draw but then you have all the national parks like zion and bryce and and arches national park which you've got the picture of there mm-hmm. um 
I love the town of Moab, which is just outside of Arches. And uh, I had never been until just like two weekends before I left uh, to move to Oregon. And I decided I've got to go. So I went there. <laughs> yeah. And it was stunning. I, I mean, I, I literally sat there with my camera for probably an hour and a half to two hours just ooing and aahing because it, it is really incredible to see. I, 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 it's something people shouldn't miss. And obviously, you know, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, you've got a beautiful view of the stars at night and everything oh. is just spectacular. Um, now, the, the states that border Utah, I believe you have Idaho to the north, you have Wyoming to Wyoming. the east and the north also. Mm -hmm. um, you have Colorado to the east. Yeah. You have Nevada to the west. Yeah. And then you have Arizona to the south. Yeah. And Arizona is another one that has a huge Mormon community, and especially in the Scottsdale area as well. Yeah. But um, and so, does Idaho. so does Idaho. Oh, okay. Cool. And then in terms of the weather, now we were, you and I were having a chat about this because most states usually have some kind of extreme weather phenomenon or some major natural disaster that's associated with weather. But for the most part, Utah is pretty much free of that, I think. Would you agree on that? It is. It is. I mean, <clears throat> the only thing they might have um, is a huge snowfall, which, of course, would affect getting down from, you know, Park City and, and mountain communities. But as far as like Salt Lake, even if they have a massive snowfall, you know, they look out the window and go, mm, time for the snowblower. And they just they just clear it away. It's so it's it's like eh, it's another day in Utah. So, yeah, there really aren't any like major calamities as far as, you know, weather or natural disasters occur. But the 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 seasons are very prominent there, as you were making mention. Oh. There's definitely a very prominent summer and there's definitely a very prominent winter there yeah it's it's really two seasons um you you get really uh warm summers i mean very hot hot and dry um with a little bit of moisture i mean it's, it's not complete it's not dry like nevada or arizona but it but you get a little bit of moisture but very 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 hot very dry can get into the hundreds for for or 90s for, for weeks on end um and then winter hits and it starts snowing and it's just it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I had the air conditioner on and now I'm going to throw a log in the fire. I, you know, it's really, it's really interesting and just two seasons and that's it. Well, actually I, I'm incorrect. There is a third season and it's called construction. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's an old Utah joke. Either two, the old Utah joke actually is, or Salt Lake city joke, I should say is there are two seasons in Salt Lake city Winter and construction. Yes. <laughs> um, question for you. I don't know that we didn't discuss this initially, but I was wondering if you had any insight as to why there is a huge salt lake in the middle of the state, as opposed to other states that might have freshwater lakes. Um, it, it, unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Unknown by me, actually. Okay. Uh, it's the, this, it is massive, the Great Salt Lake. Um, it is uh, sort of attached to the, the Bonneville Salt Flats. So, mm. I mean, at, at one time it was underwater. Uh, you know, it, it was part of the ocean. And, and for some reason, these phenomenons just stayed. Uh, at one time, there was a law on the books. I always I teach my, when I was teaching, actually, I, even here, um, I teach my business law students that, um, and I don't know if they've removed it, but it is illegal to shoot a whale from a moving car. Wait, um, wait what? I, 
in Utah. But it's, it used to be a law. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The Great Salt Lake does not have whales. So just telling you that. But yeah, <laughs> fun stuff. <laughs> I, I know in one of the states in the South, it's illegal to carry an ice cream cone in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah. There's some really weird laws out there and they're fantastic. They're, they're a riot to read. <laughs> Crazy. Now, let's talk about some of my favorite things, which is the culture of the area. Now, one of the things that is very prominent, and we, we've already alluded to this, is the focus on religion in the state of Utah. Um, huge uh, LDS presence. And for those who are not familiar, that's Latter-day Saints. Um, and that's the Mormon faith. And they are huge. In fact, the picture I have up here is from the, um, the Mormon temple, which is in Salt Lake City, but it's actually not even open right now, correct? Correct. The, the, the temple has been shut down for four years for complete renovation, um, which I actually just found out by accident myself. Um, they're, they're completely renovating it, but it, it, it's something, even though it's a, a religious um, a religious place, uh, uh, you know, you can't go into the temple. Uh, nobody can go into the temple, but there are many buildings on the temple grounds, including uh, where the Mormon Tabernacle Choir sings. Mm. And, you know, put religion aside. Nobody, nobody's going to harass you. Nobody's going to come up to you and say, hey, you want to become a Mormon? Nobody does that. Um, it, it's a beautiful place, and, and I, I really highly encourage people to go see it. It's, it's incredible. Um, it's, uh, and I am not LDS myself. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it, it, is, it is a beautiful set of buildings. Um, it's very interesting to learn about the religion and the culture. And if you get the chance to see the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing in their home, uh, home building, it's absolutely breathtaking. Excellent. And that leads us into arts, because obviously the Mormon Tabernacle Choir is one of the most world-renowned choirs. But then not to set aside the other piece, the, the other art establishments that you have, tons of museums, tons of live theater, in, especially in Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent. Um, as far as language goes, uh, the, obviously English being the primary language in Utah, but you also have a smattering of Spanish and then some native uh, tongues as well. Yeah. There are, there are lots of um, little uh, indigenous languages uh, throughout, um, but they're mostly spoken at home. Um, and and that, that comes from um, the missionary work that the LDS church does. And then, you know, converts tend to, you know, sometimes move to the Salt Lake area. So, so you do get some indigenous uh, languages here and there. Every once in a while, you'll, you'll hear, you know, people uh, speaking a foreign language uh, and, and in residents, but they all speak English as well. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, English is really the language. Okay. And let's get into the topic of food because with Utah, it's a little bit different than most other states. And uh, some of it's down-home cooking. Other things are a little bit more locally influenced. Talk to me about some of the more prominent things that you remember in terms of the unique experiences for cuisine in the state of Utah. Green jello. Green jello. I'm not a jello fan to begin with. Won't touch green jello. 
I don't know why it's a thing. It just is. And, and you know, everybody jokes about it. it it's, it's, you know, the green jello joke. Um, the, the other thing that um, I always remember uh, are funeral potatoes. Uh, funeral potatoes are something that, uh, and they're called that because it's a dish that when somebody passes, other people usually typically will make and bring to the house. Um, they're fantastic. They're kind of like they're kind of like a potatoes au gratin dish, um, if if you if you can think of that. Uh, but they're they're fantastic. They're really yummy. So you don't just have to have them at a funeral. I wonder um, if that's where they get the term like you know like bringing a casserole to a funeral or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, that, you know, that, that is one thing I will say um, about the, the people that are in the LDS church is they're very, very giving and they're very, um, they're very loving towards people. Um, you know, my, my father's uh, wife just recently passed away and, you know, everybody was, you know, coming over to, you know, even during COVID, they would stand at the door and, you know, just, you know, wish him well and, you know, uh, say how sorry they were. And it just really lovely people. Um, you know, that's that's one thing I will 100% say about Utah is they're, they're nice. They're good people. Excellent. A um, couple of other food things that come to mind from there. Um, fry, fry sauce. sauce. Fry, fry sauce. sauce. Talk to me about fry sauce. I love fry sauce. I'm a, I'm a believer. Uh, <laughs> I am a convert to fry sauce. Uh, fry sauce is great. Um, they and they serve it in every restaurant. Um, you can get it in the market too and bring it home. Uh, it, it's really like a combination of um, like Thousand Island and mayo. You know, something like that. Um, but it, it is it's terrific. It's really good. Not difficult to make. You can probably get a simple recipe on online, but um, I highly recommend fry sauce with everything. <laughs> and then you'll also notice when a visitor goes to the state that um, a lot of the <laughs> sheriff's badges, um, even the state seal, has a honey has like a beehive on it, and honey appears to be like a major production factor in the state of Utah as well. It is. Um, there's another reason for that, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But um, but yeah, they, they do produce produce a lot of honey, uh, a lot of honeybees. Um, so yeah, honey honey is also a, uh, a major production there. Um, they're really more nor known for. Um, the, the Mormon foods, the, the, the foods of the LDS church um, than anything else. Uh, but yeah, there, there, there are really good restaurants there and, and especially downtown Salt Lake, like you said, you know, terrific restaurants. It's, it's not a food destination, but they do have good fit. Okay. And the picture I have on the screen here, which looks like some kind of bread covered in sauce. Um, that is a, a, a scone. Uh, <laughs> a Utah scone, which I had actually never had. And I'm going to have to call my mother-in-law and <laughs> ask her why I've never had that. We're going to have a conversation. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's like, like an Indian fry bread, you know, deep fried donutty, not sweet, but yeah, I, I can't really explain it. Um, they call it a Utah scone. But apparently they do it either sweet or savory. Mm -hmm. So you can do, I mean, it looks like this one has butter on it or gravy of some sort, but they, they typically put butter or, you know, even raspberries and, you know, cream and things like that. So um, 
I, and I think it emanated from uh, the significant uh, 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 First Nation uh, people that still live in the Utah, the whole Utah area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it really, you know, the Native Americans, I think it really emanates from that fry bread. Okay. And then as we move on to recreation and sports, uh, obviously the Utah Grizzlies, Utah Jazz, there's a soccer team there that's pretty prominent too. Yes, the uh, Salt Lake Real, very prominent team. But more than anything with sports and recreation, skiing and snowboarding. Uh, It just some of the best skiers and snowboarders, I'm talking about like our Olympic level athletes, either are from the Utah area uh, along the Wasatch or they go there to train because it's it's just world renowned. I mean, you get people from all sorts of countries uh, that go to the Olympics that live in Salt Lake to train. Excellent. And then this state actually does have a state holiday that is pretty well known. Talk to me about that. Pioneer Day. Uh, I think it's the 24th. It's the, it's the end of July. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's a... <laughs> It's, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. It's also known as Founders Day. When it, it's the day that uh, Brigham Young and the rest of the wagon train arrived, and he said, this is the place. That's where it comes from. And it's it's a state holiday. Everything shuts down. They do fireworks and family picnics and what have you. But non-Mormons call it Pioneer Day yep. instead of Pioneer Day. <laughs> so um, non-Mormons use it as an excuse to just have a holiday mm-hmm. and uh, eat pie and drink beer. <laughs> so, and it is one of those days that that's the entire state pretty much gets off from work. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's a state holiday. The whole state closes down on Pioneer Day. Yep, absolutely. So let's let's talk about the population because if you look at this map, you'd be like, "Wow, it's pretty localized to just one little area." It is. It is. It's it's very much um, that that area where you see the red, the higher population. That's uh, all along the Wasatch Mountains. So um, Utah Valley, where Provo and Orem are. Um, Ogden. Uh, North would be Salt Lake City. Then north of that would be Ogden, uh, Ogden and Logan. Uh, those those are the main areas, and they're all centrally located along the Wasatch Mountains because that's where the resources are. The rest of the city is very rural, more desert-like, um, and um, you got you know farms and a lot of ranches. You get a yeah. lot of ranches in in the desert, more, more deserty areas. So yeah, it's the population is heavy in in that corridor. And while I know a lot of <laughs> They do still produce raspberries, and they still do produce mm-hmm. corn um, a lot in the area. But it seems like cattle farms and the like are the big thing, the big draw in Utah. It seems absolutely, yeah. And as far as the economy, this I found really fascinating because I'm normally when I look at states, normally these large companies pop out to me like a Walmart or an Amazon or something like that, and or you know, it's, it's just it just surprises me that in this state, it's pretty much. Either the schools or the church or medical facilities that really are the largest are the largest institutions within the state. The church owns a lot, let's say that. But it's it's also become like, um, you know, Oregon is the Silicon Forest. Uh, they're becoming the Silicon Desert. 
if you will. Um, a lot of companies have opened up there. Uh, the NSA has a huge facility there, uh, and it's because the the um, the everything's you know the, the people. <laughs> I should say the people. The um, employment is cheap. It, it's it's the wages are a lot less in Utah than they are in other states. Uh, people work for less. <laughs> Is that a good thing, a bad thing? I, I don't know. It's a good thing for business. It's a bad thing for people. But that's that's the state of the, the state of the union there. Um, so yeah, the, the you know I, I, one of the things I do want to say about you know, business, you know, the, the, the Latter Day Saints and, and the Temple, they own a lot. Um, they really do. But um, one of the one of the fun things for your listeners, if any of you are into genealogy, mm. there is a in Salt Lake City. Part of the church, there is a genealogy library. It's it's just outside of the temple grounds, and it's open to absolutely anyone. And it's five, I don't know five to seven floors of genealogical information on everything and everywhere in the world. So if you really, you know, you, you, I'm sure your listeners have heard of Ancestry.com. Absolutely. And- yeah. Family Search. Well, Family Search is owned by the LDS Church. Not Ancestry is not. But uh, anybody can go there, and they're you know they welcome you with open arms. If you need help, there are research helpers. Um, religion is not discussed; it's not an issue. This is this is just genealogy research, and it's really a fascinating place. I, I, I I've spent entire days there getting getting lost in information, going down yeah. rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine a lot of the a lot of the research material that you can get there is just. If it like exists, they yeah. have it. They yeah. ha- if it exists, they have it. Yeah. Fantastic. What about the travel and transportation in the state? How well regulated is that? Cars. Okay. So <laughs> that's it. Cars. Um, within Salt Lake City, there is a light rail, um, but it it only goes to a few points outside into the suburbs where um, there's a greater population. Uh, it, it's and, and then of course within the city, but it's it's very in the city is small. The city is very very small, but um, it, it really doesn't go enough places to make it you know valuable for tourists. Yeah. Uh, so cars basically. Okay, but. Like, even if you were going into the general area there, like if you were flying into Salt Lake, there's, you probably have to be there for a reason because the airport itself up till, up to recent has not really been that huge, not large one is speaking. No, it's always been a very small, um, really basically one terminal, well, two terminals, but, but it's really one building, um, uh, airport, but they just completed, uh, I think the other day, if I'm not mistaken, they just opened, uh, a new terminal and it's huge. So I have not seen it. I've not been inside, but my, uh, my stepbrother is a pilot, uh, out based out of Salt Lake city. And he said that it, it's magnificent. So they've really done a good job. Um, I, I, yeah, I, they're growing. They're, they're definitely growing. Um, it, it, skiing is a major draw for people from all over the world. So, you know. Excellent. Now, in terms of the government, now this is an interesting dichotomy here because you have a very conservative state that is primarily red. All their representatives um, you know, are conservative. They are Republican for the most part. But then you get into Salt Lake City, and that is – decisively blue it seems like oh hundred yeah. percent 
Yeah, it's very, very liberal in Salt Lake City itself, and which is really interesting. And, and a lot of and I'll tell you, when I got married and we had a ceremony in our backyard um, and, you know, it, it, actually, which, you know, I want to go back to when, when I got married and, and this, the, the house that I had was part of the uh, or located at where the um, the old stables for the church were. Yeah. Hundreds. And in my backyard, we found an old horseshoe. <laughs> it brought me a lot of luck and I bring it with me everywhere I go. <laughs> but um, Salt Lake City itself has become very Democrat, very, uh, there's a Democrat mayor. Um, it has been for many, many years. Um, there is, well, there's a, a several, uh, there, there's actually a, there used to be a lesbian mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a gay um a, a state senator, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jim DeBacchus, who's been part of the Senate for a very long time. Um, it, it's very liberal in Salt Lake City. So when my friends were, you know, got the invite to come to the wedding, a lot of them were thinking, oh, do I really want to go to Utah? And when they got there and they spent some time in Salt Lake City, they were quite surprised how, how, how different it they It was definitely different than their expectations. Well, and the, you take a look at the population size of Utah, you're looking at something like 3 million people or close to close to 3 million people. And if Salt Lake city on its own is close to a million or maybe even above that, then yeah, I mean, there's a significant amount to say, okay, well, yeah, there's, there's a, there's going to be a more, there's a lot of influence that even the hard, those who are hardcore right, right of center would not be able to squelch because the, because it continues to grow and and foster in that area. So and and where and I'll tell you where where the growth came from was Park City. Park City is uh, in the mountains above uh, Salt Lake City. For those that don't know the geography, and Park City is a major draw for. I mean, we you've got the Sundance Film Festival that mm. takes place there uh, in every February. Well, usually every February. Well, maybe yeah. But um, and, and a lot of uh, skiing and wealthy homes. A lot of people have uh, winter homes up there because of the skiing. Um, that's where my stepbrother lives up in uh, Park City. And because of that, Park City is really like a different world. It's really interesting. And, and that trickled down into Salt Lake and, and made, started making Salt Lake a little more liberal, a little more liberal until it, it, it became very, very liberal. Um, in, in fact, Funny, funny fact, there are more um, uh, lesbian and gay couples uh, living in Salt Lake than any other city in the country. Yeah, from a family-oriented perspective, yeah. you know, the even the Mormon church is very in favor of families. And so this is just, you know, we've started to see even a little bit more tolerance and acceptance of the LGBT community, more so than it had been in the past. Well, yeah, and here's the interesting thing: the official line, the official word is no. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't accept. Um, the reality, uh, families are accepting because they're um, they're realizing, hey, you know, it's 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 the 21st century. I, you know, family is important. I'm not giving up my child. So yeah, I mean, I, me, for example, uh, with my partner or my wife, I should say, um, our, our in-laws are fantastic. Love the whole family and, and they're, they're devout Mormons, but they just adore them. 
Excellent. And they're very effective. So wonderful. Yeah. And then we talk about the resources in the state. Obviously, coal is a huge thing. Draw there, oil, um, natural gas. I, I've even heard. Uh, I think it's plutonium. <laughs> that is that is in the area as well. Um, yeah, copper. Um, copper is another thing. Yeah, the Kennecott copper mine is huge, and it's been around for a very long time. Uh, big employer, and it, it is in the Salt Lake Valley. It, it's far uh, far west, the far west end of the valley. But it but it yeah, it's it's a huge huge mine. And in old times, obviously salt. Was a big, you know, salt. thing yes. in that Absolutely. area too. Obviously, yeah. the Great Salt Lake, yeah. Great Salt Lake, um, and then obviously you have, like, as I may mention to you earlier, a, a lot of the uh, the cash crops are things like raspberries, uh, corn, uh, cattle. You know, cattle. you have that in there, as far as a resource there. Oh, I do before before, oh, you, sure. before we talk. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Before we talk about education, I I, I just want to mention, um, you know, back to traveling and seeing things mm-hmm. in in the Utah area. Um, you'd be amazed at how big the Salt Lake is, the Great Salt Lake is. It's worth a trip there. Um, it's not that far out of Salt Lake City, but you'll see buffalo roaming. Um, you'll get a little bit of taste. They have some, you know, um, little old-fashioned, you know, settlers cities, and they they put on some performances. It's really, oh, cool. really fun, but it's, it's amazing to see the uh, wild buffalo and tons of wild buffalo. That's awesome. I, I like that actually. Bison, bison, sorry. Bison, bison, sorry. I see those on Catalina Island when I go there from time to time. Yeah, so. yeah, on Catalina, they were flown there, but there's tons of them in the Salt Lake area. I mean, sorry, by the Great Salt Lake. Excellent. It's now, Antelope Valley, Antelope, Antelope Island. Antelope Island. Okay. Yeah, Antelope Island. Okay. And then, in terms of education, um, lots of really renowned schools. Brigham Young, obviously a huge one. University of Utah, uh, yeah. Utah State. Um, so the college at the college level, it's definitely prominent. Um, in terms of uh, education for those K through twelve. It seems like there's a little bit of a mixed bag there. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? There is a bit of a mixed bag. Um, uh, my stepdaughter, my youngest stepdaughter is still in, <clears throat> excuse me, in high school there. And um, she's getting a very good education as she's part of a, you know, a gifted program. And so they do have very good gifted programs and what have you. But um, literacy is important in Utah, but, um, higher education is not, uh, especially for women. Um, the, the LDS church is not, you know, I mean, they're not against it, but it's just not, it's not, you know, the priority. It's not a priority, right? Um, a, a lot of times, the priority is if you're going to go to college, you, you should go to BYU and find a husband. Um, that's just culture. That, that's that's in the culture. But but they do have very good schools. BYU is a very good school. U, uh, University of Utah, great school. We used to live just below it. Um, used to you know sell parking spots in our driveway for the football games. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and my other stepdaughter goes to Utah Valley university, uh, which is another one. And so the, the schools are good. They're, they're very good. Uh, the literacy, the literacy rate is high, but, but the schools themselves, K through 12 is kind of a mixed bag. And for my, for my LDS, uh, followers that are out there for my students, if you have a differing opinion on this, by all means, please let me know in the comments. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that as well. Okay. Um, moving on to safety and security. Probably one of the safest states yeah. to be in, in general. Um, 
it seems the the people are polite for the most part. What I hear, not, I don't hear too many uh, you know, stories about random roving Mormon gangs or anything like that. So, no. not, so it's not it's not really high up on there. Um, as far as foreign and domestic terrorism, nothing I've really heard of yeah. that stands mm-hmm. out. So it's, I mean, really, it's really a pretty calm city um, as far as all that goes. Uh, and that's not to say that, you know, people, activists don't protest things and what have you, but it, it's very calm. Uh, it, it's it's just pretty easygoing. It's pretty laid back as far as any uh, that goes. Okay. So on on the onset or on, on the outside, I should say, it, it, give me a quick elevator speech. Why do I want to go to Utah? Sell me on it. A national parks skiing um the outdoorsy things are really a draw even if you even if you're not a hiker <laughs> excuse me even if you're not a hiker um seeing zion seeing bryce uh seeing the the arches uh going up to park city uh all things you can do even if you're if you're not a person that hikes um or not a, you know not an outdoorsy person uh it's still lots to see and and it's really really I, I can't say enough about you know people going there for the for the outdoor uh, experience, and then of course Salt Lake City is it, it can be a fun city, and you know go and go and see the the uh, the LDS Temple because it's it's just the grounds are gorgeous. It, it's something not to miss. That is one thing uh, I do want to point out really quick to my students as well. You know when I travel the world, I, I mean I am not the most religious person. I'm a spiritual person, but I don't think of myself as an overly religious person. I travel to a lot of spiritual sites, whether it's churches, cathedrals, temples, whatever the case may be. Because again, you can appreciate the art, you can appreciate the beauty of it, you can appreciate the the history of it. That's another thing too. It's it's really quite fascinating to be able to go to all these places that have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. It's definitely a really important draw, and I wouldn't necessarily cross something like that off your list because maybe you're of maybe you have an aversion to religion when in fact you might come away with wow that was real my 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 previous conceptions of this were actually really off i mean you know personally i have an aversion to religion as far as practicing but i love um seeing religions all over the world and you know visiting artifacts and and learning about them and speaking to the people um i i i think it's fascinating um and it's one of the things i love when i travel so yeah absolutely you know don't don't go to don't go to utah don't go to salt lake city and miss those things because that's really it, it's really a part of the place and it's it's interesting to see and meet the people yeah, I mean that's going to be part of the culture. It's in the environment. It's in the, it's ingrained in who they are. Yeah. Don't deprive yourself of this opportunity to just enjoy, you know, going out there, seeing things, meeting people, and just don't don't take one aspect out of it because it's going to, in my opinion, diminish the experience. Absolutely, and no one's going to shove it down anyone's throat. Um, the entire time I lived there, I never had anyone uh, proselytize or 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 try and shove it down my throat. Um, you know, even if I had you know the occasional uh, young Mormon men knocking on my door, I would say that's not me. And, oh, sorry, and, and they leave. Um, it, it, it's 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 nothing to be afraid of. Nothing nothing to you know get you know, worried about it's, it's, they're lovely people. And it really is something that people should experience. I think it's the architecture of the, the temple grounds are just mm-hmm. amazing. It, it's just, you could spend hours there. 
And you probably will if you're doing a lot of the, your own genealogical research. So, oh, but it, but yeah, there and and on the temple grounds themselves, just looking at the buildings and and you know, if you're fortunate enough to hear the you know Mormon Tabernacle Choir, it's just awe inspiring. <laughs> it doesn't matter; they could be singing the telephone book. It doesn't matter. It's it's really something to hear in person. Well, I want to thank you again, Marissa. You are always very generous with your time and your knowledge. So, thank you so much okay. for sharing your thoughts on Utah with us. It really is appreciated. In fact, if people wanted to go see more of your stuff, especially the wonderful photography that you do, they can go visit you on Facebook. I know that you have a website, which is at www.fredericophotography.com, all one word. Um, and on Instagram, you can be found at Frederico Photography. Is that correct as well? That is correct. Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much, Marissa. We look forward to hearing from you again sometime very, very soon. Hopefully we'll be able to travel internationally soon as well. <laughs> and again, yep, I appreciate it. For my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments, you can certainly send them to me at scott at theprofessortravel.com. If you're on YouTube right now and you want to be notified when new videos come up, Hit the bell icon right above us in order to be notified about those. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe. We definitely appreciate you as being part of the community. If you like this content and you would like to receive more of it, give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate that. And then finally, if you're on the podcast and you haven't already done so, please give us a rating. We really do appreciate it. It helps us to grow as a community. But until next time, make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting The Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with The Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.